So you have been on the podcasting game now. Yeah. Yeah. I have about, I think you're my 14th guest. Dude, that's awesome. You're not my 14th guest, but you're my 14th episode. Like the first like eight, it was just me and my brother-in-law who's a uh, ex like stand-up comedian. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we came on and just, um, we're bullshitting for a couple hours here and there, just trying to trying to find things to talk about, just just to yeah. be entertaining. I was gonna ask you when you when you did like a couple of the first episodes, did you? It wasn't just one take, right? You like did a couple of things and you like kind of put it in there so it smooth, it went smoothly, or was it just like an hour or like some of them were like fifteen minutes or like twenty? I I would record for an hour and I am never doing it again. I'm recording, I would say for thirty minutes or less only because like you I do all of the editing and it's a bitch I've been using um what is this iMovie iMovie mm-hmm. okay did you use it on zoom saves on my laptop throw it up on iMovie chop here chop there do you have are you recording the video as well for your guests no no okay no. yeah it says recording but I know it's because you're recording. yeah I could show you like maybe when we get off or another day, like yeah. what I use and it's like super easy and it's free. Okay. So I like the free. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, our mutual friend told us about your podcast. So I was like, okay, I want to talk to her about it. And then I listened to it and I liked it. I was, I was intrigued about, you know, the pretty much the self help, the, yeah. the motivation, the mm-hmm. meditation, So I just want to talk about it a little bit, but before we get into a couple of those things, um, I heard you went to Puerto Rico for a while. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to hear about Puerto Rico a little bit. And did you have a, um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Alca, Alca Puria, or is that right? It's like a little, like an empanada in Puerto Rico. I didn't. Okay. But I probably should have. (laughs) I did try one of their specialties and I'm blanking on the name now but most of the time when I was in Puerto Rico I actually went for a conference so I would spend day and night with this group of people it was essentially like a networking event where I got to just learn so many things and right before I left for the trip I found out I got laid off so here I had this two-week trip Planned for Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and they said Hannah you don't have a job and I'm thinking like shit like don't have a job kind of exciting because now I can go there's no strings attached I don't have to worry about work but um, the ophthalmology I'm not gonna have any income coming in after that and during the trip yeah yeah I mean you can get unemployment right yeah eventually and I apply for unemployment it has now been over a month and I haven't gotten a single word from them or a single penny. I, um, it took me this last time cause mine ran out after a year cause I'm, I'm only working part-time. So after a year, I think you just have to completely re- refile a new claim, yeah. which I did. And then I sent them like three emails on the EDD site. Sorry, and, uh, so I just need to send him one more cause I'm on my second. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. You, you did a whole new, you, you did a whole new claim. I did because okay. last year I was actually furloughed as well. So it's like, Hey, I've been through this. And I think that's what really helped me 
um, with the mindset of things this time around. But what's different from last year to this year is one, I'm not guaranteed a job back or promised a job back when things pick up with the company. And two, I ended up moving out of San Diego, a place that I have grown to absolutely love and adore. And I moved back in with my parents. And um, that was with the uh, ophthalmology company? Yeah, it was an ophthalmology company. So okay. I started at Lens Crafters and worked my way up into ophthalmology as an operations manager. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love San Diego, man. That's like my favorite big city ever. It shits on LA. It does. It does. I used to think I wanted to live in LA until I lived in San Diego. I was like, <laughs> never. Like, we want to live in LA. I guess right. Right. San Diego for sure is home. I'll be back there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Um, okay, back to Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico was awesome. I did end up taking a trip to the Virgin Islands after that. One of my neighbors in San Diego grew up in St. John, one of the islands, and she was like, dude, you're going to Puerto Rico. It's only a 30-minute flight, so you need to check it out. So I was like, you know what? I don't have a job to come back to after this, so I'm going to take the time and I'm going to go. So I did end up taking that flight to the Virgin Islands, and that place was freaking incredible. The people, the, like the vibes, the, it was just, that definitely topped Puerto Rico for me personally. And before I even left, I was planning a trip back. Um, but some of the cool stories I would share about those trips. Oh, it's okay. He wants to be on the air too. Yeah, he wants to be a guest. <laughs> um, one of the coolest experiences, uh, one was giving. Um, at the conference that I attended, I went because a podcast creator and host that I listened to, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire was speaking. And I had just interviewed him for my podcast. Have you heard of Clubhouse? No. Okay, we'll talk about that after. Okay. So after having him on my podcast, I found out about this event. So I was like, all right, I'm going. And so I told him, all right, JLD, like, I'll see you in Puerto Rico, where he lives now. And um, he was a speaker at the conference. So after he had spoken, we got a copy of his book called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like, I already have this book, so I can give it away. And then I started thinking, well, what if I bought more of his books and started giving, like, a whole bunch of them away to the people on the island? And the reason I wanted to do that was because I heard somebody say that most people in Puerto Rico feel like they can't accomplish their dreams or many things at all because of the location that they live in. So they feel the need that they have to travel somewhere else or go to the States to like make a meaningful life. Do you think, oh, <laughs> the dog bit the duck. Do you think there's just, they think there's not a lot of opportunity in Puerto Rico? Just like right. the general all around business of it. The Yeah, and so I thought what a perfect way to not only promote this book and um, like its beliefs, it's going to share um, and hopefully inspire other people to pursue their dreams. Again, no matter where they're coming from or starting. 
And what's really cool about this, I'm going to remove the squeaking toy and dog one moment. Yeah, whatever. Throw it. It's all good. <laughs> Little black and white chihuahua. It's like, what's going on here in this camera? I'm going to choke my chicken. If you're not going to listen to me, you're going to listen to me. Choke my chicken. Yeah, I squeeze that in while she's away from the uh, camera. Oh my gosh, I was thinking people are losing cats on your podcast and now squeaking toys and dogs. Oh, you heard that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good, huh? Yeah, it was so cool. I, he made me nervous to come on your podcast. I'm like, what am I, how am I going to follow up with that guy? Nah, it's real notch, real notch a lot over here. You know what I mean? Just talk, say what you got to say, learn a little bit about you. I don't like when people are like trying to be too professional about stuff. Just, you know what I mean? Just two people talking. Totally. But um, yeah, you gave away all these books, and uh, yeah, I mean, what, where did you, did you give them away at an event, or did you just like walk down the street handing out books? So check this out. I told this entrepreneur who, mind you, like makes millions, is one of the most successful podcasters in the world. I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, good to see you." He was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't think you'd like you'd actually be here. I was wondering if you'd be here." So he remembered me. And I told him my idea. I was like, hey, I want to give your books away. What do you think? And he said, let's do it. Can you pick them up at my house? I was like, shit. Like, yeah, of course I can. Like trying to like be cool, be calm, you know, but here I am going to be able to go get John Lee Dumas's house. Yeah. Surreal. He's like, here's my number. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting his number. Like, and like, I'm not really, I don't get starstruck, like celebrities, I don't know, it's just not my thing, but I'm just like, this is so freaking cool, just because he is the number one podcast I listen to, Right. and so just to be able to go to his house and connect more with him, like, I'm all about it. That's awesome. He gives me his number, and he asked if I rented a car. And I said, no, I didn't rent a car, but, um, you know, I can get one or I can just Uber to your house. And he told me, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to Uber. Like, Uber won't get you there, so um, you're going to have to rent a car. So I was like, no problem. Well, after I talked to him, I called a rental car place. And, of course, they didn't have any cars. Yeah. So a second rental car place. They didn't have any cars either. And what I learned that day is Puerto Rico and probably many other islands have this problem of supply and demand. Mm. Because it was the weekend, they don't have any rental cars. So I was like, how am I going to get to his house? It's over an hour away. And I have to make this happen. So I ended up messaging the coordinator of the event. I told her, hey, you know, did you run a car? Do you know anybody who rented a car? I just need it for a few hours. Yeah. She told me no. And so I thought of one last and final idea. I hope it was that you jogged there. That'd be the best. <laughs> that would have been the worst, and I don't know if I would have made it. <laughs> I didn't jog there or run, but on the plane ride to Puerto Rico, there was a gentleman that I met. He was reading a good book. I brought a book and we just started talking. 
and he told me he was going to Puerto Rico to visit his mom who lived there. She had like undergone surgery and he was going to visit. So I knew that he had a car. He lives in Puerto Rico, visiting his mom. He is my only hope. So, so you got his number. Message, this complete stranger, right? We only met in the plane and asked if he could give me a ride. And this guy did. Luckily, I made it. He didn't kill me. Nice guy. I mean, we're friends now to this day. But he ended up taking me to John Lee Dumas' house over an hour away. And John Lee Dumas was kind enough to welcome us both into his house. He gave us a tour of his home. And we ended up talking for over an hour. So it was really wow. That's a, that's an experience that you want to have going to Puerto Rico. What a great story. Thanks. I'm sure not a lot of people are going to turn down a young, good-looking girl for a ride, huh? <laughs> I got so lucky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, um, you did these conferences for how long? How many days? This was the first conference I did that was, like, mul- uh, what do you say? Multiple days. Yeah. Other things that I've done, like personal development wise, have been single day events, and those are cool. But what I liked about this, like, multiple day event was when you go to a single day event, there's a lot of people that you probably want to meet. And when there, you get to go consecutive days, you not only get to meet more people, but you can make those relationships stronger. Mm. So, definitely recommend it. And then after that, you just went to the islands and uh, took a little vacay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so nice. Um, But once I got back, it was definitely, like, back to reality. I'm not, you know, coming back to San Diego to my beautiful apartment. I'm going back to my parents' house and not living on my own. So what's the vacay? Yeah, yeah. One of the things um, in the Virgin Islands is snorkeling. Mm. Seeing all the different fish and like swimming with them, it's a little scary at first, but once you do it, it's like I've been snorkeling in Tahiti and I and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just yeah, all the different fish, you just you're underwater just in disbelief. It's really, it's really incredible. Yeah, it's I know you definitely have to get over the fear of it though, because at first I'm like oh my gosh, like, and I'm not really, like, I swim in the ocean all the time, but to, like, be face-to-face with, like, hundreds, maybe even thousands of fish, it's, like... All different species, too. Just crazy-looking fish, yeah. And one thing that definitely prepared me for that is breath work, because I noticed when I got under the water with my snorkel, like, I kind of wanted to go in panic mode, almost. Like, Mm. I had, like, a hard time catching my breath underwater, which is, like I said, weird because I always am in the ocean, but I just breathe in. This is actually a perfect segue because I wanted to talk to you about meditation. And, and so I was thinking, well, I've, I've I've tried to meditate a couple times a few years ago because some guys, huh? I gotta do it again. I know, I know, I know. Because I heard about like some guy in the Rogan podcast doing it. So I tried it and I was like, dude, I just cannot like focus. And so I just, I just yeah. never did it. Yeah. But you talking about being underwater, it made me think of, think of how I can meditate. 
And now when I like go swimming and I like to go under the water and hold my breath and it's just, you're in complete silence and you're just like focusing on nothing or just on not breathing, just you're kind of just like floating there in space, but underwater. So like, I kind of think that, you know, what you're saying, you're focusing on your breathing underwater snorkeling. It's kind of like correlates to it. You know what I mean? You're just, you, you find your mantra somehow, you know? Totally. But what do you, what do you focus on? Like when you're meditating, like say in your room or something, how do you, how do you block everything out? You got to try focusing on nothing. It's definitely mental discipline and it doesn't happen overnight. You have to keep practicing. So what I recommend is starting with five minutes and Mm -hmm. YouTube five minute guided meditation. And once I start listening to some of those meditations i'll add drag and drop or add the meditations i like to a playlist and i'll go back to them because not all of them are great some of them are you know don't catch your attention um but the guided ones really help you just focus on whatever they're saying and when you notice like thoughts coming back in you just try and like, you recognize it. Okay, fine. But redirect, like you can think about that stuff after and just remember, like you're trying to take care of yourself here. You can take care of those things. Do you, you find it better to listen to people like, like encouraging you on what to do rather than like a, like a calming stream of water or something? Yeah, especially for starting. So guided meditations are great for someone just starting again, five Push yourself to 10 minutes after. I average 10 minutes, and to me, that's enough. Um, but 10 minutes a day, I also really like, and it sounds so cheesy. I've tried to avoid it for so long, but affirmations. Affirmations are what's up. And they really just get you in this like mood of like, you can do this. Like, and um, so five or 10 minute affirmations too. I'll also add those to the same playlist. I'll put a meditation slash affirmation playlist and it's a great way to start your day or end your day. And one other suggestion I'll give to you, Keith, is find out what works best with you because a lot of people meditate in the morning, like as soon as they wake up. But for me, I'm up at like five in the morning, six in the morning. And if I meditate first thing, I'm going right back to sleep. So I usually like to do it midday when I was working for someone, it would be during lunch or at the end of the day. Yeah. So. I feel like midday when everything is going on, I don't know if I'd be able to focus on that. It probably, probably late, late night. Cause I'm like a yeah. real late night person would probably be the Try best for me. See what works for you. Cause everybody's different. And um, I always say like, listen to your body and, and listen, like you'll figure it out. So do you feel like um, a little bit of spirituality when you do this or spiritual at all doing this? I heard you talk about like, um, you know, your journey with God and whatnot. Are you real religious now or was that always been your thing? Hmm. Not necessarily in, in when I'm meditating, but yeah, I grew up uh, like I grew up Christian. My parents were both raised Catholic, definitely fell out of religion, maybe towards like teenage years Mm -hmm. and I didn't get reconnected with God or like find that belief in him again until more recently over the last maybe year and a half 
Is there a certain situation? A certain well, is there a certain situation that got you to that? Yeah, it was my sister for sure. Mm -hmm. She was encouraging us to go back to church, and I wouldn't say I can remember. Most people will tell you I have a terrible memory, especially Nikki. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a terrible memory, but there are just things that continue to happen and show up that I just cannot deny that there isn't the God, one God. You know what? I told my friend that I said, you know, what? I've had so many prayers get answered. Yeah. There's just, there's just no denying it. Exactly. And I just pray like, man, like, I just want like, pray that you reveal to me like the things that like you've done in my life so that I, you know, I can share that with other people. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's tough for me to explain now. I pray for like clarity so that I could help other people. That's awesome. Specific thing. But I will say, I used to think religion, some religions were great for people who need it. Yeah. And um, I always considered myself like a strong person, mentally tough, and I don't need God. But I'll tell you, Pete, I, you know, I was wrong. I needed God. I I need God. And man, the, the things that I am blessed with are out of this world. And like, I know... His plan is better than I can imagine, and having faith in God can really help you in any situation that you're in. Um, so I think um, without having that faith, I could be going through like a really difficult time. Um, yeah. Or not, you know, but life is so much better, I'll say. Someone told me um, what they say. They said, if God was small enough for you to understand he wouldn't be big enough to take care of all that's going on and, and, and the yeah. higher, the bigger purpose. Yeah. So that, I, I love that. I love that. You know, so you might not under, understand some things, might not understand why things happen, but mm -hmm. you know, the, he's bigger than us understanding everything. Um, so what I was really interested in that you said, it's simple, but I loved it. One of your favorite hobbies is skateboarding. Woo! Yes, dude. In downtown San Diego, that's my spot. Or I was so pumped when you said that because I grew up skateboarding, like, oh. like a long time for like at least ten years, like in oh. the scene, like going to where they they shoot the skateboarder videos. Um, and then this past week, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. He's older. He's like forty in his forties. But some uh, skaters, Jonas and Jeremy Ray, they're professional skateboarders. One of them passed away, the brother. So my friend who I used to skate with a long time ago, he hit me up and he's like, hey, let's go to the beach. You're having a memorial. So we went down to uh, Bolsa Chica and they had a memorial. And there was like, dude, he was, he, he still follows all the skaters. And he was like in awe because there was like a bunch of professional skaters there. And just everyone was just hanging out. It was just like kind of like a big party and a celebration. But That's so cool. yeah, it was like all the skateboard community was there. It was super cool. Yeah. But I was like so surprised when you said that. Like, what? You like skateboarding? This is my newest board. <laughs> I stick with freaking sick. Okay. Old school boards have looked like guy boards, and this board looks like it's owned by a girl, so that's why I really like it. <laughs> so you like grabbing them and just cruising around the city in them? 
Yeah, I my dad forced me to learn. I hated him for it at the time, but so thankful for it now. Like, I feel like people are like turning their heads all the time. Like, what? There's a girl on a skateboard? Like, it's very like strange. Yeah. But um, I love it. It's a place where I feel like a kid. Like, I just like have the biggest, probably cheesiest smile, like listening to music. And I just feel like the best. Have you hit that big rock or big crack yet and gone flying forward? Plenty of times. And I don't <laughs> my lesson, but I skateboard in sandals, rainbow sandals to be specific. And not the rainbow color, but like rainbow San Clemente sandals. San Clemente. I've messed up my feet. My I have scars. I scar easy too. So yeah, I've taken a couple falls. Yeah, one of my girlfriends just broke her arm skateboarding. So hopefully that's not in your future. Luckily, no bones broken. Knock on wood. <laughs> now you you mentioned something about not. I don't I didn't know if I was hearing this right. A nonprofit organization called Lipstick Incorporated. Yeah. For something about skateboarding, uh, providing. Yeah, you know what? I connected with the guy on LinkedIn who still owns that foundation. I follow them now. I don't volunteer, but um, really cool organization that helps donate skateboards around the world. They bring professional skateboarders there to these like really um, poor, poor parts of the world and countries. So it's really cool what they do. If you want to get connected with the guy, I'm happy to. His name is Joshua. Yeah, I do. I'm going to write this down. Beaudry. And I may be pronouncing, mispronouncing his last name, but it's B as in boy, E-A-U-D as in Delta, R-Y. Joshua Beaudry. So yeah, I'll get you guys connected. He's why is it, it's called Lipstick Incorporated? What is it called? Yeah. Why, well, why is it called that? You'll have to ask him that. It's L-P-S-T-K. Do you know why it's called that? No, ask him. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what? Lipstick, skateboards, what? Yeah, and I don't think like any girls are involved. But that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really cool organization. I'll be excited. You'll have to let me know what you guys end up doing. Yeah, no, I mean, should I find them on Instagram or um, how do how, how, how do you think I should find them? If you have an Instagram and LinkedIn. Pete, okay. if you don't have a LinkedIn, I'm going to help you out. You're going to get more podcast guests there. Look, I'll help you out with the editing because I could do it quick and you help me out with LinkedIn. Done. Okay, okay. Okay, um, these to-do lists. You, you, said, you said you like creating a daily task list. Do you still do that? Yes, I do. You do? I love checking things off a list, but you do have to, or I have to be careful with that because there can come a point where it's like you're being productive or literally you're just checking things off a list. You can do mm. like least meaningful things because you don't want to do the hard stuff. Uh. But I do make lists, and if you're ever at night feeling like, oh, shit, there's, like, so many things that I have to work on and get done, like you're just feeling stressed before you go to bed, write it down. You don't even have to figure out when you're going to do it. Write all the things that you're, like, stressing and worrying or don't want to forget about. Just write it down on a piece of paper. Type it in a note in your phone. And then the next day when you have time in the morning, preferably – then go look at that list and say, okay, what do I need to get done today? Like, what are the biggest priorities that I need to get done? Or even choose, what are the three to four things that if I get done today, I had a great day? 
Right. And go down that list, prioritize them one, two, three, four, five, however much long. And then that's the way you can like really feel good about your list. Yeah. Successful people I'm sure are doing this, getting things done every day. Are you trying to do this every day or every other day or just, just when you have stuff every day? every day? I feel like I'm nonstop working and I used to feel guilty about spending time with my family, my friends. Okay. There's this guy, his name's Jesse Itzler, and he went and lived with the monks for like 14 days. And he, one thing he learned, he said, don't ever feel guilty for spending time with yourself. Mm. Don't feel guilty about when you're spending it with your family. Don't feel guilty about when you're, when you're completing your tasks you have to do or whatever. Just don't feel guilty about time that you make to do what you want. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and that's, he's a very interesting guy. You should check that one out for sure. I will. I'll put you on on it. Sharing that. It's definitely something I have to remind myself of because at the end of the day, you know, that's what matters most to me. And I feel terrible because at times I might not show that. My friends or family might feel like they're not first in my life. Have you taken a personality test? I haven't. Okay, I'll share I'll share some with you if you're interested. Yeah, I mean like for my sure. personality is like very type A achiever. Like it's like almost embarrassing talking about it. So that's the reason why I would feel like those things. And now I know, you know, or I'm able to really control that feeling more of like, hey, like I love my friends and family. One of my goals this year is to spend more time with them. Um, rather like nurture those relationships more because I want them to know how much I love them because they might not be able to tell. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, maybe that's where you're a little, um, let me see, would you write, oh, oh, maybe you could do a little gratitude letter to them to let you share, to, to let you share your feelings towards them on the side. I, I like that. I like that. I liked when you talked about, you know, I don't think... How many people do you think actually write a letter of gratitude or just go out of their way to, to send a text and say, you know what, hey, bro, I really appreciate you. Um, thanks a lot. I'm thinking about you. Even if, you know, if it's your best friend, if it's somebody you don't talk to, it's a family member. You know, not a lot of people do that stuff at all. You, you know, days for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that I shared recently with my sister was, I'm trying to like act more on things that just pop in my head and I'll give you an example of that. Like I was thinking of a good friend of mine, his, one of his songs came on. I've had his CD that he made in my, my car for like four or five years now. Uh -huh. And I was like, I wonder if this guy's still making music. He's really, really good. And like, I want him to be successful. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey, I was thinking of you. Like, are you still making music? And um, I've been doing that in more ways the last couple of days. And I think that we need to do more of that because um, by sending those messages, it's like you never know what that other person is going through. Like, okay, totally worst case scenario. But like, what if they were contemplating suicide? And then yeah. you get this message of like, hey, I miss you. What have you been like, whatever it is, it's like, or even just making someone's day better. Like, wow, like someone's thinking of me. How cool. Or they care about, you know, my music career. Yeah, it's very, it's a very extra. Thoughts. 
Yeah, that's just an extraordinary thing that that you brought to my attention that that I would actually like to do because I'm I, I, I'm a very considerate person. You know, a lot of people might not think it. Like you said, a lot of people might need it. Yeah, and Pete, like you believe in God, so like what has made me act on those things more is what if that's God? And I think I honestly think it is. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like your your thoughts? Yeah, not. Well, not all of them, obviously. No, no, I know, but like that. I've got some pretty bad thoughts sometimes, but <laughs> um, I do think that some of those things that just come like, I'm talking like full sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, scratch that forgot. But I do think that some of those things are God. So when I think of it that way and it's like, oh, I should message this person and I tend to want to put it off. I'm like, no, what if that's God telling me like, I need to message mm. that person. So that's helped me act more on that. I like that. And then um, I also liked how you talked about, um, you were talking about a gratitude, or you were talking about observing. I don't know if you correlated gratitude object with observing. I don't know how you, I can't remember how you described it, but you talked about just observing the sights, the smells, the sounds around you, not taking things for granted. Man, I dude, I went through a bunch of shit the past like three years. I didn't want to get into all of it, but made me really appreciate life and just like like you said, the sounds. I go for a walk, go touch the flower, touch that flower, feel it, smell it, mm-hmm. just just observe and appreciate the environment and everything around you that people just walk by every day and take for granted. You know what I mean? So I really love when you said that. That was great. Yeah, totally. And I've even done, I've started a gratitude journal. Um, I'm sure you can buy one off of Amazon. So it just prompts you to think about different things. It'll say like, what are three ways that I can take care of myself today? Or like just different, different things. I probably wouldn't like sit down and be like, okay, you know, I'm grateful for this, but it, it has definitely helped put things into perspective and, and ground me again and remind myself like of the things that really matter. Yeah. How's your, uh, how's your public speaking been? I know you, you told me that you were terrified. Fire, Pete. Yeah. You're good. Dude, Toastmasters. Yeah, yeah. I, what is Toastmasters? Toastmasters. It is a club, like a public speaking club. And you can just join in as a guest. It's very, it's a very structured meeting, but it does help you better your public speaking. I'm writing this down. I joined Toastmasters was because I have social anxiety and a lot of people now don't even believe me because I am able to like talk on a podcast and um, you know go to these networking events but the reason why I'm good now is because I obsessed over getting better I went to my first event and it wasn't that long ago I'm talking like two and a half three years ago or so I went to some real estate thing, which I have no idea about. And I was like turning red. I was sweating. And as soon as I got out of that meeting, I stood outside of my car and I was like, I never want to feel this way again. And so I looked up on an app called Meetup um, and found Toastmasters. Definitely recommend Meetup to anybody and everybody. 
you can find any type of meetup. So it could be something like um, a hiking group or a personal development group. Right. I don't know. You can find anything on meetup. And especially now it's cool because... Um, you think being around other people or being around strangers helps you yes. overcome that fear or anxiety? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's just practice mm. and um, gaining more confidence in yourself helps. Mm. Yeah, um, I took a class in college of public speaking. Mm. And, man, I'd like you, I was so scared. Like, my heart would race. I was, like, not having it. And they started us out, like, doing, like, little five-minute things. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd pick, like, an object and you talk five minutes about it. <laughs> And just, you know, a little... surprise object. Huh? Was it a surprise object? No, you pick an object. Oh, but, okay. yeah. And then just a couple different exercises. But by the end of the course, you know, I really I really felt comfortable. And like you said, it's... It really, it's all about practice and preparation for anything that you're doing. You know, if you're prepared, there's nothing to be nervous about. Because you can talk, to, talk about whatever you want to talk about or whatever you're talking about better than the person listening to you. As long as you're prepared and as long as you practice... You know, you could you could do anything. So or passionate, yes, so something yes. that you care a lot about or have a lot of experience about. Because I'll tell you something: the, when I sign up to give a speech on Toastmasters, I usually write it that same day, probably an hour before the speech I have to give. But it is virtual right now, so I am kind of cheating. I usually have like some notes up on my screen and the Zoom on the screen. Yeah, that's fine. Cliff notes. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are, you, what are you talking about on Toastmasters? Like anything you... you want, anything you want. So my last speech, I shared that I am going to be launching a mindset mentoring program. Mm. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Couldn't figure out, like, what is the thing I'm going to start? And people always say, like, well, what is it the thing that, like, people come and, at, you know, ask you for, the thing that you're good at? And so... I've obsessed over like, what is it? What is it? Well, one day, actually a couple of days ago, one of my friends commented on a story that I had posted and she said, Hannah, like I have been in like this bad place when I should really be feeling good. Like send me the resources. I need your help. And I was like, I'm the help. Like I can help you. I was like, I can share a mindset mentoring program with other people or even yes like, i don't really like the word program but like a one-on-one -on -one. yes and so i gave a speech on this one-on-one -on -one session these one-on-one -on -one sessions i wanted yeah. to start and i ended up getting over like six to seven people who were interested in doing it with me so you can give your speech on anything you want and even like leverage it, you know, to your advantage. Well, it sounds like you've grown a lot as a person and you have a real interest in helping other people. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I encourage everyone to listen to your podcast. Uh, learn, what, learn, grow, succeed. Yeah. Learn, yeah. Grow, 